welcome to The Intersection, a hub where we celebrate growth, service, authenticity, and community. I'm Kimberly McKenzie. Today, Paul gets fired up. In this episode, Paul shares three things that are keeping him up at night. Hopefully, by the end, he'll be able to sleep better, and that will be good for all of us. You live a busy life. Your time is valuable, and we appreciate that. That's why we're so grateful that you chose to spend a little bit of your time with us today. Let's get started. Paul, how are you today? Fired up, Kimberly. <laughs> this is why I wore red, because I know this is going to be the Paul Gets Fired Up podcast today. Well, um, I'm here to spill the tea and share things that I've never shared before, because there's no place for it. So excited to do so. So let me ask you a question. Uh, what's keeping you up at night lately, Paul? Well, this is, you know, the big reason I wanted to have this conversation because there's no convenient places to talk about some of these things that are literally keeping me up at night because our sector is divided into fundraising strategy and policy and everybody wants to hear the very linear things that are right in front of them. It's kind of like how every time people say to me, great, we want the secrets of the universe in 45 minutes and handouts, please. And you're like, it doesn't come together like that. So you know what? I want to be out there and name the Jabberwockies and the Boogeyman, okay. right? So for the fundraising and charity sector, Boogeyman number one, crowdfunding. Can we talk about GoFundMe? Damn it. Okay. Let, let's, okay. But what, do you want to dig into that or do you want to give me your list and then I can know okay, how good. long okay, this is going to go? Okay. Crowdfunding. Okay. Crowdfunding is number one. Okay. Right? Um adjacent threats and let me name it because I can't name it anywhere else. Benevity, I'm looking at you. And number three is the technology gap. Mm -hmm. And by that is, uh, you know, 10 years ago, people were making fun of me for social media. Five years ago, people were making fun of me because of digital transfer. And now I'm getting the same kind of laughter and pats on the head because of cryptocurrency. Paul, that's for teenagers. Really? It's a billion dollar enterprise and it will land on our doorstep in social good very soon, if not tomorrow. All right. So that was adjacent threats. Yeah. Uh, and, and technology gap. Technology gap. And, and, and very named crowdfunding. Crowdfunding. Yeah. All right. So what is wrong with somebody who loses their entire family in a car crash and they can't pay for the funerals and they're about to lose their house? Why shouldn't they be able to or no, what is what's wrong with that? What you is the what? problem? This is I, the wonderful a new book just come out by one of my favorite authors, Adam Grant. And oh, I love him. Rethink. One day we could get famous and he'll come on this podcast. There we go. But the thing is, is yeah, realizing that things don't always have to be right or wrong to be a threat, right? right. If, yeah. if uh, something drops in the kitchen and I get stabbed with a knife and nobody stabbed me, I'm still going to die, yeah. right? And Good so point. in the thing of crowdfunding, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that specific situation, mm -hmm. which happens every day. And I feel strongly about it. And mm -hmm. charitable policy and governance does not support that kind of help for people. But on the other side, there's also three identical crowdfunding for that person who had a tragedy, tragedy and two of them are fraud. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Right. I have called out. Oh, I've called out one about a, a, a baby that passed away and fraudsters were starting campaigns to suck money away from this family that I happen to know are actually quite wealthy and would never crowdfund. Right. So, so there's not a buyer beware thing. Uh, well, you know, for the donors, for the people making the donors or. or no, but again, donors, there's a magic word that doesn't apply to crowdfunding. It's not a donation. It's not receipted. It's not transparable. It's not accountable. Right. The company has done some egregious things. I'm talking specifically about GoFundMe, class action lawsuits about misappropriating charity funds. Mm -hmm. So while I see there's an incredible amount of good, mm -hmm. I see there's also an incredible amount of abhorrent evil. But more importantly, good or bad, so many fundraisers are saying to me, not my problem. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's not touching your bottom line. That's not affecting your annual fund. That's not infecting the minds of our donors about what doing good means mm -hmm. in the pandemic. I've seen beautiful things that, that everyday people have done with crowdfunding to help their community, to help business. You know, I think that we have a stronger connection to business than we're willing to admit. Yeah, and we got to be there for each other. And crowdfunding absolutely helps us to do that. Hey, look, the most money given to Black Lives Matter in our country was done through crowdfunding because originally the charitable sector policy governance, everything wasn't aligned to help and didn't want to help because supremacy is baked into philanthropy. Wait, let me just think that through. Supremacy is baked into philanthropy. It's you need to explain that. This is a cake with a nail file in it. It's tough because once we start to unravel some of these things, the power dynamic between donors and charities, those gigantic flashy galas where everybody's showing up in ball gowns to do what? To fund and to help people against poverty? There's a ton that's baked in there and many wonderful people smarter than me are unpacking it, but we need to name it more. And actually for me, crowdfunding is one of those things at the very core of what's cracking open fundraising's relationship with social good. It's interesting um, to me because part of human nature is to give. We need to, as humans, give to do good when we are powerless to do anything else. We see it time and time again with, um, you know, hurricanes and every every crisis um, that you can imagine. And so I guess what I'm hearing from from what you've said is that charities aren't doing enough to meet that need. So society is taking it outside of our sector. Nature abhors a vacuum. And as a result, we are going to have to deal with compassion fatigue. You got it. We're, you know, I want to say openly, I ha don't have any other platform to say this. Yeah. We're losing. We're yeah. losing ground. Crowdfunding and the easy path is winning. And I would like to hear more people. And I'm trying even myself, challenging myself to ask why. Yeah. Compassion fatigue is a big part of it. One life is easier to save than a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think we could ever, I mean, what do we do with that? This, Remember, you know, a lot of the biggest problems in life there. are not meant to be solved. Sorry, I was talking over you. Say that again. What? A lot of the great things in life are not meant to be solved. Right. Right. Yeah. And we don't have to say, what's the solution? What's the end point here? Again, I think we, we need to find our way to a little bit more balance. Right. Yeah. Okay. That was that. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think I even know how to say benevity. I but but I think my phone is spying on me because when you mention it, I start getting ads on Facebook. So yeah. that's, I mean, that's another whole problem. But yeah. um, but why why are you so fired up about that? I'm crazy fired up about them because as much as the United Way in some communities is Godzilla, and I hear fundraisers complaining about blackout periods and its role for many years. Here comes Mecha Godzilla to eat everybody's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Benevity is a billion dollar organization that I won't lie and say I'm totally angry at. It's a Canadian organization. It's a billion dollar unicorn. It's kicking some butt and that is something to be proud of. But at its core, I worry that it is hollowing out the whole purpose of social good, of service. Okay, is I need it to says back to, up just a little bit. All right, yeah. I'm on a rant. Just tell me so yeah. that I can follow better. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell me, tell me what is Benevity? Okay. So, and I'm getting this wrong, and someone from Benevity, feel free to correct. They're going to want to sponsor. They're going to want to come on our podcast because we're going to be so famous. They will not. They will not. They are the mechanized employee giving program. They aim to do it more efficiently than the United Way, and they have done so to the billion-dollar level. They say to Pepsi, hey, the United Way wants you to collect money. We can collect money more efficient, more digitally, more uh, the money comes in, more technology-focused, is granted out more uh, quickly. But one thing is the United Way wants you to care. All that local love stuff, we know it's a pain in the ass. We're not going to need you to care. We're just going to do this efficiently. And a lot of what they've done on the front end, collecting the money isn't about informing donors about needs. And on the back end, putting the money out, it's about the gravity of the heart in which suffering will always be more than solving problems. And I truly believe as it starts to grow in its power, we've got a problem. And again, I'm not totally hating on this organization, but my biggest problem with them is they're not in community which you and I really believe in. They don't come to conferences. They don't speak openly. They don't write for any of our industry in, uh, papers and things. And yet they are a billion dollar part of our ecosystem. So I believe that they have more of a responsibility to be in conversation to tell us why they're part of progress. Because in my gut, I also feel they're doing a lot of good. But there's so much also bad that I see. And I wish that they would participate in community conversation. Okay, I need you to make this really simple for me. Mm -hmm. What are the, th very simple, the three, because you have so much and then I, I get distracted because I just lose, I just can't keep <laughs> up with your brain. Um, what are the three downsides of Benevity? So I, I heard lack of community. So that heart, that opening up your heart and talking about feelings and doing good in the world. And we're all, you know, like a passion driven charitable sector would you think they're you, your observation is they're very corporate and unfeeling in their approach. My ignorant observation. I will okay. openly say, I don't know enough. And that's number two. Okay. Is they are not transparent and right. we don't know enough. Right. Yeah. And and the final third one is that they're displacing other organizations because the other organizations aren't keeping up. Kind of, you know, I don't mind about displacement, you know, and the technology, those kind of things that is natural and organic, but it's the concept of this being such a big entity that doesn't consider itself part of the charitable sector or right. it does when it's convenient. 
right? That's my challenge is, is uh, you know, this is a billion dollar organization that's constantly feted in the business papers, but it's part of our ecosystem and it doesn't show up. Mm-hmm. I can't afford an invisible Godzilla. Mm-hmm. So this is still just, you know, you this is just acknowledging it's out there. Yeah. There's not a whole lot we can do about it, except maybe have conversations about it, not be so blind to it. I'm just asking more folks to talk about it because again, it's a billion dollar thing that we're not talking about. Yeah. Okay. That brings us to number three, which is the technology gap you mentioned. And, you know, wonderful, incredible, smart people, you know, Marina Golgovac, CEO of Canada Helps, Jason Shim with the Nonprofit Technology Association, and Connolly, a global leader in uh, cryptocurrency philanthropy. They're tackling these things one bite at a time, one billion dollar bite at a time. But again, for me, part of it is, is that every five years, I have to go out on a limb and yell like Chicken Little, this is going to be a thing, <laughs> right? And again, before at one time, it was social media. Then it was digital transfer. Now we're talking about cryptocurrency and, and people are, oh, Paul, and I'm, you know, people outright, some of my heroes making fun of me for talking about cryptocurrency. Hey, wait, 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 wait. I need you to talk to me like I'm a kindergartner and explain mm-hmm. cryptocurrency. Okay. So cryptocurrency is a, is an, uh, a currency connected to blockchain, is the concept basically of digital currency. And what I'm talking about isn't even the actual physical concept of cryptocurrency, but reminding charities that there are more ways to transact than cash and credit card. Are you talking about Bitcoin? Yeah, Bitcoin's one of them and one of the big ones of them for sure. But I'm also talking about digital wallet. You know, again, you were telling me about your spouse tapping their phone. Yeah, Yeah. Rob goes through and just goes, wait. That's it. How can we not do that at charitable special events? Drug dealers, Stripe and Square. And here we are going, do you have cash? Do you have gold and precious coins? We look like medieval merchants. right? And we're trying to do good in this world. Again, I believe in being greedy for good, in serving the people we want to serve, loving them viciously in a way that maybe it hurts ourselves. I remember uh, going at a conference in Europe um, and hearing about text to donate and yeah. it blew my mind. And that was years ago. And here in North America, I think there are more organizations doing that, but, um, but again, a but lot that's of them what you're talking profit. about. Huh? A lot of them are for profit. They don't subscribe to good fundraising strategy. Right. They spend their time attacking and demoralizing right. charities. Right. So this is my challenge too. Again, whenever all these tech for good type people always start with charities are dumb. Mm -hmm. And I take offense to that, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's the part in which I really feel we got to hang out more. This is the community element of our podcast. We got to intersect. I have to believe, and I don't know. And if anybody listening to this podcast does uh, and wants to get in touch, I'd, I'd love to bring them on and have a segment about how they're, offering these technical solutions to the organizations and whether we're just generally speaking, running our organizations with this poverty mindset that we just can't, it's like self-actualization, right? Right. That is, we're all working way down here to provide our organizations with food, clothing, and shelter. And it's really tough for folks to dream big 
Well, with great respect, again, this was my old Canada Helps life, even my life in the bank and everything. Everybody in charity goes nuts about fees, the fees, the fees. And yet they're not asking about fees for their Interact transactions, their credit card transactions. Crowdfunding. And this is, oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. the original costs on crowdfunding were north of 15%, right? Yeah. Also, the board members who are always yammering on about fees are, are professionals who make their personal wealth on fees. Right. So we've got to move aside, just like it's moving aside the overhead conversation. Yeah. We've got to say these are part of the discussion, but it can't be out front. How much do you want to do good? That's got to be where the gravity is. Mm -hmm. Will you overcome? Will you walk over the hot coals of change mm -hmm. to find your way to the technology where your donors live? Meet people where they live. Yeah. They're using their phones. Then we got to transact on phones. Well, and then uh, every one of those transactions should have a name and address behind it that that charity then gets, which and I don't that think is that's about happening. good fundraising practice. And a lot of these technology organizations are not about it. Yeah. Right? yeah. So again, that's what I mean. And whose fault is that? I'm not pointing fingers. I'm pointing fingers at me. I'm saying, again, we've got to be bolder, create spaces for intersection, have conversations with them to say, do you not understand you're doing damage? I know you think you're bringing money. But you and I know, Kimberly, in the world of fundraising, it's about lifetime value. It's mm. about the donor journey. It's about the relationship. So if I take your money- It's and also I about aligned values. Yes. Okay. Oh, well, that's a, you know, there's a big unpacked question about aligned values in, in social good and corporate world. Mm -hmm. right? Those are the challenges. And again, a lot of us in fundraising know, if I'm going to take your money and I can't say a, a, a heartfelt thank you, Mm -hmm. And I know something's wrong. So, you know, those are the things I'm trying to say. How do we hang out more so we can build these solutions together? Not just getting money and growth, but how do we find our way to the authenticity? And yes, that service is at the center. Mm -hmm. Wow, you're so on message. Do you know that you said <sighs> intersection where these places meet? That's what <laughs> we're doing, man. Like it's uh, already part of your DNA. <laughs> I'm happy we're doing this. I've been trying, I've been dying to get that out forever and there's no stage that'll let me. Whew, do you feel better? I do. <laughs> Wait until it's published. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to feel so good then, Paul. <laughs> well, you know, got to put it on the line. We'll be gone tomorrow. <laughs> Love talking to you, man. See you next time. Well, I'm so glad that Paul got that off his chest. Thank you for sharing that with us. Our words of wisdom today come from Albert Einstein, who is quoted as saying, in the middle of difficulty lies an opportunity from which you can develop a measure of success. Are you fired up about something? Losing sleep like Paul was? We would love to hear about it. Join our community by visiting intersectionhub.ca. See you next time.